because you're the professional broadcaster you're right i'm running the ones and twos over here yeah but um yep so you're enjoying some very uh very english fare very this is like classic 1970s pub fare yeah it looks good from where i'm sitting i wouldn't kick it out of bed for eating crackers it's like these are like shrimp tails in breadcrumbs frozen yeah so yeah we are talking about a very british what are we going to call it? It is an English subject, no? English, yeah. Um, I don't know, when was the United Kingdom formed? I think it was 1665 we're talking about. Yeah, it is. And so I'm going to guess, yeah, it was all one kind of crew at the time, right? Yeah. Basically, what what happened was the Scottish, the Scottish royals took over the whole thing. That's where the United Kingdom comes from. Oh. And now... Ever since then, the Scottish... Nowadays, the Scots all complain that the English are in charge, when in actual fact, the whole thing was... Their, their fault, basically. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, okay. Well, where is uh, Derbyshire? In relation Derbyshire, to you? It's close. So, if you look at a map of... By the way, people, people are going to complain about the eating sounds. It's okay. not, <laughs> not, not my issue. Let, let's start again. Okay. Let's restart. Yeah. Because... I'm gay. The topic at hand tonight is um, the 1665 plague outbreak in the town of Eam, which is uh, in uh, Derbyshire. Um, it's Derbyshire. Derbyshire. And it's actually, not obviously, but it's pronounced Eam. Yeah. I did. Yeah, no, I heard that in the videos. That's what. That's yeah. why I came. To, I came a little prepared. But you can see under you can see my uh, my under, misunderstanding with Derbyshire and Derbyshire. It's spelled as, as the American way. Well, it's not. I think the word Derby is well, it, like if you call it, you know, a, a sporting fixture, you'd call that a, a Derby, wouldn't you? Yeah. yeah like if it's two also, we have teams. a Derby hat, which is named after the sporting yeah. uh, arena. But we'd call it a Derby. Well, okay, okay. But people from Derby. Actually, pronounce it Dorbe. Yeah, well, I'm sure. And you saying it's not that far, and your and your accent is that far removed. Uh, my accent's not that far from, removed from a Derbyshire accent, really. Okay. Because right, this this area of Derbyshire. Let's get down to where it is. Um, Eames, a very small village. Yeah, I'm looking um, at a in, map in, right in, now. It is fucking minuscule in in context yeah. of the entire county. And on the t- on the um. Uh, it's sort of uh, it's geography of England sort of thing. You've got the you've got two basic areas of high ground in England, which are the Pennines, which run down the western uh, side mm-hmm. of the country from the Lake District, which probably is the place most Americans might have been to in England. No, uh, right down to Derbyshire. Derbyshire is the southern end of it, and 
uh, Lake District's the northern end of it, mm. uh, and then the other the other high ground is nowhere near as high, and that's in in Yorkshire, the North York Moors. The rest of the country is pretty much either flat or just undulating. Uh, I I also note want to make note here that um that when I saw video I saw actual video video of it because oh, there's a lot of people I guess I and, and this makes sense to me especially after having lots of history conversations with you but I feel like English people really have a very special connection with their own local history that we don't have here. Yeah, I think it, yes, they they do. I think more than a lot of other places do. I mean, the French are the same. Yeah. Uh, uh, French probably more so, in fact. But I, yeah, the, so the, the, Ian, where I am is uh, I'm sort of uh, thirty miles northeast of Sheffield, and Ian is about a few miles south of Sheffield. Now Sheffield's in Yorkshire. I'm in Yorkshire, right? But Ian's on the Yorkshire near Yorkshire, but in Derbyshire. Um, also it, um, well, anyway, so I saw a lot of the videos that people made cause there's lots of like local history buffs that just enjoy making videos about their local history there, which I think is very cool. And, yeah. um, th- by the way, I just got to say this, it looks exactly like what I picture for every town in England. Yeah. Well, uh, that area is all a big national park now, which is, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's, it's nice on the one hand, but on the other hand, it's so there's no people living there anymore. It's just it's just like kind of like no a little... people live there, but you like if you want to put a, a you know if you want to do something to your house, you have to get extra permission from right. the Stasi and all this sort of shit. Okay, so you okay, can, you can't. I mean, my my brother had a thing. He owns some land up in the in the North Pennines in Yorkshire, uh, and he has a old stone barn, which. He wanted oh, to so convert. that's obviously going to be considered a historical, uh, yeah, uh, piece. So, of but he, all he wanted to do was was restore it and make it into a, you know, it was a ruin. He wanted to restore it and make it into a. This is going to really. I mean, he is pretty posh, is my brother. Uh, he wanted to restore it and t- turn it into a house for his gamekeeper, and it took him about <laughs> ten years in court to get to be allowed to do it. And it was and, worth him, worth it for him to go through the whole, the whole. He's thing. just sort of a, a bit of an environmental philanthropist. He, he's the th- what you got to understand about all this old. St- they won't let them restore ruins or do do anything like that. But what's forgotten all this stuff is the, the modern industrial architecture of its day. And yes, it's right. interesting. But I mean, and it definitely was an industrial town because it was actually originally mm. settled. Not f- oh, okay. Uh, Dude, everywhere prior, it was. It was settled by the by originally by the Romans, and they when they lost prominence in the area, like locals, Anglo-Saxon locals took over and ended up just basically picking up the tools that the Romans had left because they had been mining lead at the time, and they basically just picked up where they left off, which I think is kind of cool too. Yeah, well, uh, when I was very little, I lived in a little village uh, in the Yorkshire Dales called Smelt Houses, and that was originally founded by an order of monks who smelted lead. Uh, and, uh, yeah, so in this sort of hill country in the north of England, yeah. it was all extractive industries. And that's why Sheffield became the biggest steel town in the world, because it was in the middle of like the Derbyshire Peak District and the, the, all this mineral-rich area of the Pennines. And everywhere you, everywhere you look out in the so-called wilderness in England, what's left of it, the, or in the in this hill country, 
there's old mine workings. And I mean, like, really old mine workings. Like you go into it and you don't come out kind of mine workings. Well, they're not really mine small A lot of it was really quarrying. Mm, uh, okay, you know, okay. It was barely mechanized. It was just, a, you know, a few guys with shovels and picks. Right. Um, what else was I going to say that I thought And there was, was... there was, like, no timber for, you know, in... in those sort of areas, timbers are rarity. They'd have to bring that in. Yeah, I noticed that, and I watched this. I don't know why. What per, what fucking uh, possessed me to watch most of this video? But this is guy um, looks about your age, but his he has a whole YouTube channel where he just fucking walks around England and talks about like the like the local shit, and that's cool. But it's like this guy has got to be such a fucking loser. <laughs> Well, I don't. I've got a friend who's who's like that, except he doesn't he's, he doesn't, doesn't video it. himself doing it. Yeah, that's yeah, what so I'm saying. That's that the part him. I think that sucks. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, um, <laughs> but he knows that if you go for a walk with him, yeah, he knows. He, he can that. just point out every little fucking thing. Yeah. Hey, you see that up there? That's an old lead mine working. <laughs> I'm like, I mean, it is interesting as fuck. Yeah, <laughs> but like, I just, I mean, obviously, I'm so ignorant about history. That I decided to start a history podcast, right? And, and I think we're uniquely qualified in that because we have the skill, the the skills necessary to use the tools available to I, to us, i.e., Wikipedia and YouTube. Yeah, well, and yeah, we're interested in it, but let's not suck our own dicks. No, you're right. Uh, they're uh, yeah. So where were we? Yeah. So Ian, like from way before this period, they've been mining. Like you say, even the Romans. The were Romans right. were doing it, yeah. Yeah. And so, the question, and though, it was and this is a speculative question I want to ask you. What do you think the Romans were doing with lead? Well, they made stuff out of metal, didn't they? And I guess if uh, you, yeah, you can you can alloyize like like iron or something with lead, I suppose. Yeah, I mean, lead was used for all kinds. They used it for plates and cups and stuff. They didn't mm-hmm. know it made your brain rot. Yeah, plumbum. Uh, pewter's got a lot of lead in it, hasn't it? It does, or, it does. Yeah. But it's really refined. Now I'm now I'm going to start sounding nerdy because I know a lot about different kinds of metals. You, you know this from uh, RPG, don't you? No, I know it from I know it from work. I'm kidding. Oh, uh, madam, your your pewter tankard overfloweth <laughs> with mead. I'll give you three gold points for it. <laughs> Speaking of gold points, let me diverge for a little bit. I got I I wanted to talk about this last episode, but I didn't have time because we were so wrapped up in having a good time with Pat. But uh, the other day, I was walk I was coming back from the uh, the this, the liquor store actually, and um, I, I and I noticed that there's a group of uh, of Orthodox conservative Orthodox Jews walking down the street, uh, right in front of my doorway. And it's one of those things where it's How like... How did you know they were conservative? Were they wearing John McCain t-shirts? <laughs> no, they were wearing Israel First t-shirts. No. Um, Orthodox conservative is a sect of Judaism. Yeah, okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, And I could tell by their attire. They wear different shit than the Hasids, but they're also more serious than other types of Orthodox Jews. Um, 
But uh, so it was one of those things where, you know how like you're pulling into your own driveway and there's someone about to walk in front of your driveway. So you play that game, whether it's like, all right, should I wait and let him go? Or should I try to speed up and scare them? Not scare them, but possibly scare them and get into the driveway before they slowly walk in front of my fucking driveway. Yeah. So I played that game and I won. I pulled in before them and they started they started walking past as I'm, you know, unloading my wares from the trunk of the car. My wife runs in and um uh the 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 so also by the way I don't know I don't know if you know this but a group of Jews is referenced is referred to as you know how like this murder of crows and stuff. Yeah. Well, oh, the, uh, collective noun. Yes, a group a group of Jews is called a nuisance. <laughs> Um, so the leader yes, of the nuisance, he, um, he goes to me, say, uh, do you live here? And I was like, yeah. And he goes, are you Jewish? First fucking question. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't want to get into a thing with him. And, and I'm, I'm being polite. I'm being smiley and going, Hey, nice day. Huh? You know, that kind of like, let's okay. Bye. That kind of thing. And he goes, are you Jewish? And I say, uh, uh a little, yeah. And I figure that will be enough for him. Oh, no, no. <laughs> uh, he goes, how much is a little bit? And I said, uh, well, you know, five eights <laughs> or whatever it is. That's pro- yeah. approximately how Jewish I am for those, for my federal agents listening. But um, uh, what's it called? Uh, so I, 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 he goes, yeah, well, that's pretty Jewish, you know. And I, so long story short, he inv- and I'm really trying to get rid of him. I go, yeah, well, well, all right. That's nice meeting you. It's always nice to meet somebody nice from the neighborhood. And he goes, you know, we've got a synagogue down the street. You should join us sometime. Very nice Jews there. You should have you should have invited him onto the podcast to promote the synagogue. <laughs> well, here's the thing. He's illegally having a synagogue. Right. Well, good for him. Uh, more people <laughs> should be doing that. I, I mean... Okay, I'm going to start on this rant now. You've started me on it. I mean, Fine. I'm a, I'm a sort of churchgoer. Yeah. Although, you know, I I don't like the church. Right. So you no wait. You said it the first time. You're a sort of churchgoer. Yeah. So I I do go to church because my daughter likes going to church. That's uh, very sweet. And I, I'm, uh, but I'm again. I'm, I'm sort of. I hate the Church of England because it's it's basically. It's, it seems very stuffy. Je- to if me. Jesus materialized, he'd, get, he'd overturn the fucking tables, man. It, it's, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't. It doesn't make any money. Well, it is one of the largest landowners in England, but it has. It, it's got absolutely zero principle and closing because the government told them to close. To me, just totally flies in the face of everything that. that what that Jesus is supposed to be all yeah. about. I mean, I spoke to the vicar about it, and she said... She. Um, big yeah. big diff there, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> she was like, well, I mean, obviously she didn't want to close it, but she said, well, there's government advice, and the, the bishops have told us we have to close it down. But that, that's like totally antithetical to the whole Christian yeah. philosophy, as I see it. I mean, if you want to get real Old Testament about it, it's like a real bad sin to not observe the Sabbath. Yeah, I mean, I don't... I, I mean, again, I don't mind them abandoning that principle but just to they they i mean they are literally an organ of the state they're the official you know we have an official yeah religion yeah I, if i'm not mistaken of one of the williams uh, uh not you obviously but one of the no. williams he, he was the founder right 
Um, well, it was Henry VIII, really. Oh, Henry, my bad. He invented it so that he could uh, get divorced. Right. But it's a, it's an established religion, and it, it basically it's a it's an organ of the state, and I think it is subversive to the general good in general because of that. Uh, I've noticed that. I, I can't, I've noticed I can't a go lot to. Of... Ca- I, my other option is Catholic Church, but yeah, I, I've got too much of a problem with original sin for that. So, and also for the well, I guess you have mainly mainly daughters. I think they'd be safe in terms of that uh, worry. Oh, I'm not. I mean, come on. <laughs> school teachers fuck more people than, than priests, and I have to send them to school. Yeah, that's true. They do. Uh, well, I, a lot of women school teachers are fucking kids right now. That's for sure. Well, again, I think that's what gets reported in the papers because it's sexy. You know, the the there's uh, teachers are enough part of the cabal that if it it's, yeah that they don't want to report on it because it's they're sort of um you know I know making that making their fellow travelers look bad. But yeah, I um I also uh, I, I I'm well aware of some of the like the fucking cucked shit that the Anglican Church does. Um, they they like I remember it's I remember just a few like a year ago it was they were they were like one of the London based um, I guess vicars I don't know how the organ is I don't even know how the Catholic yeah. Church works so don't ask me the names of the people. But, um, but yeah, had a big op-ed out, and like all the liberal academia here were like, we're like, look at this. Even the people of God over in England are have more common decency than the you know the the deplorables here. And it was like, it was like, I think it, the it, it was the first Anglican gay marriage in a Anglican church or something. Yeah. That happened I mean, I- recently. I literally have no problem with gay marriage or women vicars or anything like that. It doesn't bother me. But what what does Speak bother for yourself. me is the Church of England. It and I go. I attend service, and in everything that goes on in service is fine. You know. Yeah. I mean, we 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 have this lame kind of confession where we don't. I mean, the Catholics have got us beat on that. Where you actually yeah, have to confess it, to what you've done. We yeah, all in Catholic recite. Church confession is like a sexual act. Yeah. And I, I think it's more valuable the way they do it, but True. the the way we do it is completely meaningless. Where it, you, everybody just, just learns off by heart. Oh, I've been a really bad boy, uh, and I'm sorry. That's it. You don't. Have and to you do that every week, do. even if you haven't been a bad boy. Yeah, because you have. Yeah, you've, everybody's been a bad boy. Well, yeah. But the, it's basically it's like a really sort of cooked apology for generally. You know, if I've done anything wrong, I apo- it's like I apologize if I've caused offence. You know, it's that oh, kind of shit. Oh my god! Yeah, and and uh, yeah, it's pathetic. But anyway, uh, the um, I forgot what point I was going to make now. Oh uh, yeah, the the, the basic problem. My real problem with the Church of England is that they, you know, the. the Sermons, are, I mean, they tend to go along with whatever's in the, you know, the CIA-approved narrative from the right, mainstream right. media and all that. But generally speaking, they, they they are sort of hectoring the individual to act in a better way, which is a good. That's what they're supposed to do. But when you see they're in their with with their other face, the top brass go on. Um, Go on the news media and lobby politicians. Right. Uh, that's what I. That's so, the only impression I get of the Anglican churches because that's obviously in America we're not going to be talking about your your weekend service. They're yeah. just going to talk about them saying some you know uh, you know uh, center left approved uh, political message and, and yeah and, and what uh, but they you know they're campaigning for like for instance you know uh, 
charity to the poor, the, the, at the top brass level, they're abdicating that responsibility to the state, and that's fundamentally, there's no point in having a church if that's what it's doing. I'm yeah, not, I know. You know. Even if you believe the state should do that, it's not the church's job to hector them to do it more, it's the church's job to add to it. Right. So, I mean, it's it is absolutely the the you know I've no problem with the everyday activities of the, of the Church of England uh, boots on the ground type people, but that you know they're really just a front for this. Uh, well, that's the kind of the machine. thing with the Catholic Church too is they're basically like if you look deep into it, they basically are pulling off fucking Indiana Jones missions against Nazis to save relics that they hope will be able to you know, keep safe from the unwashed masses learning about Saturn worship amongst the ancient Israelites and shit. Like, right, okay. <laughs> they're literally like, like another thing, I know this is a- but At least of, that sort of evidence that they believe in it. In it. That's true. That's true, Whereas actually. There's no, there's no pretense in the Church of, Church of England. That it actually means in anything in theological. The officer class that, that there's anything. I mean, it, I mean, that is one of its strengths is that it's it is kind of a secular religion, uh, but it's not. It, it's at, at the end of the day, it just the way it's turned out is that it's it's completely hollow. Right. So the church actually plays a pretty big role in the story that we're talking about tonight. That's right. And so this was, I mean, the the preamble to the to this plague outbreak in Ian was that the was that the. It was just after the English Revolution, right? Uh, right. Which was a a religious revolution. So it, it sort of the the state became this King Charles was a real sea slur, and uh, he was basically he he was acting like a tyrant because right. that's what he was, and uh, so the the response to that and again. Lessons from history, people here. You know, the when when people are calling for the police to be outlawed uh, or defunded or whatever, you've got to you've got to be Same careful thing. about what's what's going to take its place because what took its place was a was a a kind of a well, it was a Puritan theocracy uh, under the under the humorless uh, hand of Oliver Cromwell, who. Yeah. I, I, I completely agree with you, and I personally, as a dude, agree with that being really sucky. But you can make the argument that the colonization, specifically of the Massachusetts Bay Colony, never would have happened without that kind of shitty, stuck-up, Puritan, dickhead attitude. Yeah, well, that, that was what... They, they all went to settle America because after... The, uh, in this time period where this happened, the the pendulum has swung back the other way the monarchy had been restored in it's basically what is now its current form where by tradition they don't do anything yeah but sign off on like it's like a ceremonial position and parliament is still in charge which was what the revolution accompanied but parliament was asshole uh, extra asshole <laughs> during that time and, um, and uh, yeah yeah the, so they the the up at the time of this Ian thing, the the local uh, preacher, who was a Puritan, had just been kicked out of his office, mm. and his office had been given to a a, a kingsman, you know, a, a royalist yeah. minister who was. I who noticed was that. Basically, that and that was the start of what I've just been complaining about. So, I mean, amazingly, how tangential that was is actually relevant to what we're talking about. 
It always works that way, my friend. Yeah. So, um, and then, but I, I mean, a lot's made of that in a lot of the, the history of it, but in the end, it, it didn't really make much, it's not really that relevant to the story of how the plague was handled, except that, um, I mean, the, the basic story of this is that there was an outbreak and both these preachers still lived in the village and they both decided that on a course of action and worked together to persuade the villagers to do it voluntarily. Yeah. The, uh, the, 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 the coronavirus of 1665, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. So and what it was pretty fucking honestly, and we'll get into the origin of it and everything, but the pretty much the quarantine that they put the quarantine that they put in place was pretty strict. Like much was, stricter than even than we're having to deal with now, and we're already well, fucking raging about it. Well, let me tell you why. I mean okay. I think it, it but number one, in him it was it was voluntary. Right, it was. And number two, uh the reason everybody did it was because it was absolutely justified. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, it is the bubo- bubonic plague. Yes, the disease formerly known as the Black Death. So, I, I, I William, you, you know a lot of the, the history details about this. I just want to provide color commentary okay. a little bit. But I just want to say that if for those who don't know, the bubonic plague was horrifically fucking bad. And it made your dick area swell up, your armpits swell up, and your neck swell up with these big fucking pustules that they just figured, ah, maybe we'll pop them and get the goop, the goop out. <laughs> but that does, fucking does nothing. In fact, it spreads it worse. Yeah, uh, but do you know why they popped them and got the goop out and all that Because it's very satisfying shit? to pop a big pustule. <laughs> because that's what the scientists of the day said. Was yeah, the, the plague doctors, do. right. Yeah. They were the scientists of the day. They, you know, they used the scientific method. It just wasn't very advanced. William, are you suggesting that you should cast doubt on everything that scientists, especially ones that are associated with governmental agencies, might say? Well, scientists, first of all, scientists isn't a job. Science is a method. Right. And without skepticism, there is no science. William, I think I'm getting the I'm getting the vibe that you don't fucking love science right now. I do. I actually love science, but I don't love the cult of science. <laughs> scientism, if you will. Actually, Marx yeah, wrote a lot about scientism. Well, Marx had a lot of good points. He did. I mean, he, 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 we were talking on the last episode about the sort of class struggle and how it's been, you know, I think it was the, uh, how it's, it has been, uh, it's been used, Marx like commodified, if you will. Yeah, it's been used by elites as a divide and conquer tactic ever since. Well, since Marx, since the dawn of time, or probably even before that. Yeah, but you know, they it, had a word for it once he came along, though. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um. So yeah. Uh. So let's start about. So basically, uh, here's one thing I'm I'm foggy on, and I watch a lot of stuff on this whole story. But I was kind of wondering, so the, the the packet of, so what happened was Taylor's assistant received a big packet of um, cloth to make clothes with that had come from London. Yeah. And that's kind of what kicked off this whole thing. We'll get more yeah, into it in a second. Yeah, London. Right. I, I mean, was going to ask, was London fine at the time or they just had one? No, London was absolutely fucked at the time. Okay. That's so what the, I was wondering. This, it was, in England, this, this outbreak is called the Great Plague. But it was more or less 
uh, it was only really bad in London because well, because of the people. Listen, London is still a foul sinkhole of bohemian depravity. To this do they day. shit on the streets there too? No, really. They Get are our fucking level, bro. It's the most vulgar, disgusting place, uh, and that and it's nice and clean and all that now. But it's just yeah. the the spirit of the place is is horrible. I, I do not like London. Uh, but the, uh, I mean, back then you having a giggle, mate. Streets. You having a giggle at my fucking city, bruv. <laughs> that's that's more Essex. Oh, is it London? Fuck? I mean, the, London it, uh, has some great cultural things. My favourite one being Cockney rhyming slang. Which yeah, I think we we've mentioned things like this before, where the sort of criminal underclass right. develops a code. I so be this, you be that. Yeah, so that the moustache guys don't know what the fuck they're talking about. Yeah. Right. So Cockney rhyming slang. One of my favourite, a few favourites are uh, Gypsy's kiss. Right. What What it's does it piss. mean? Piss. Nice. So it's, okay. So yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's, it's. I love that one because it's poetic. Because you know, gypsy. It's like pissing outside. You know, that's what gypsies do. Yeah. And you know, it's gypsy's kiss. Piss. And the, but my fate, my whole life growing up. That's what up, I watching, do too. Don't even, fucking don't come at me about that. G- general family entertainment. It, the words kind of gone out of fashion, right? Yeah. But not only did they have. So uh, if you're saying you're going for a piss, you say, "All right, mate, I'll go for a gypsies," right? Yeah. <laughs> you don't actually say the rhyming word. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's just everybody knows it's gypsies' kiss. Well, it is so, kind yeah. of an initiatory thing. Yeah, where exactly. I have appreciated that I've gotten, like, in knowing you, I've learned a lot of different slang from over there and stuff. And you've definitely learned shit from me, from our fucking stupid, especially yeah, Massachusetts I've, has a lot of esoteric slang from here. I've started talking like a septic, which is Cockney <laughs> rhyming slang for yank, septic tank. <laughs> so uh, my favorite one, though, is like this, this sort of uh, vernacular became so entrenched that people kind of forgot what its the origins original were. word yeah so the one of the oldest one of the oldest hunting uh organizations fox hunting organizations in england right. is called the berkeley hunt right and that's, that's rhyming slam for cunt right nice yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right but it got abbreviated to it's a bit of a burke Right. Now, when I was a, <laughs> that's so great. <laughs> when I was a kid, people would use the word. It becomes so disconnected from its original meaning that I had no idea about it until a few years ago. And it was like people on primetime TV, kids TV, call each other a Burke. It just—it's kind of like a tame insult. <laughs> it actually means cunt. And like it, when I found that out, it completely made my whole life so much better. All these people have been calling each other cunts all this time. It's awesome. That is great. Yeah, uh, we gotta bring that back. Yeah. <laughs> now, yeah. It's funny too because I, I love I love the word cunt, especially non-gendered, and it sucks that it's got a gendered connotation here. Yeah, I mean, I didn't. I've only I'm sort of immersed in American culture or American counterculture anyway, and it's right. like it's only recently that I've re- it's dawned on me that it that it's it could possibly be taken that way. It's, it's rarely used against. Uh, Women, yeah, because you call your friends cunts. I call my male friends cunts more than I call anybody. Well, I mean, I definitely I've met cunt women, obviously. But yeah. uh, but I, I remember it was like a trope in television in the 90s that 
uh, here anyway, that um, you can call a woman a bitch, but don't ever call her a cunt. Yeah. You know what I mean? It was just like, that is just beyond the pale. And it's like, but but they say it all fun over there. <laughs> the, the traditional insult for a woman here is cow. That's better because they have milk coming out of them. Cat comes yeah. from, cunt comes from cat. Although I guess there's the pussy connotation as well. I hate the word pussy. It's such like I don't like the two American vernacular words. I can't stand the pussy. Well, do you like panties. using it in the in the English connotation where you're like, oh, he's a pussy, like meaning he's a nice guy? Uh, I don't know. I don't. I, th- I don't. A pussy cat. People. Would yeah. Say. Yeah. Oh, all right. All right. All right. We're gonna uh, but, we're gonna we are gonna solve international relations during the the course of this show by by we're gonna have a unified funny slang system and that's how we're gonna listen, get world peace. Panties is the least sexy word. I hate it. Panties and pussy are so not sexy. The in- English girls call call, they call it a fanny. Uh, they call it a fanny. Yeah, the front bottom, and they call and they call the knickers the panties the knickers. Yeah. Right. I so think like, um, the, the reason they don't use knickers, knickers here, yeah, knickers doesn't really work too good over here. Some people might get offended yeah. for, for hearing it wrong. <laughs> well, people like the, the New York Knickerbockers are named a. F- oh, that's why they shorted yeah. into the Knicks. <laughs> yeah. Get your, get your, get your knickers off, love. Uh, in fact, a, another town near Eam is Macclesfield yeah. in Cheshire, and there was a. A really quite terrible sort of uh, novelty band from there who are still going, and they, they've had some massive hits. They're called the Mac Lads, and they're basically a pub band uh, that write their own original rude songs. Right, like and, John uh, Valby. Yeah. So, uh, with such beautiful lyrics as "I pulled off a knickers and a sweaty and a sweaty socks and I rattled my taters against a dirt box." <laughs> It sounds funnier than it sounds funnier when you say it rather than I bet if it was in a parody song it would be stupid. Well, it is stupid, but I, I think they're kind of. I think the part of the reason for the popularity is that they're kind of encapsulating a, a certain, uh, you know, laddish culture of uh, that doesn't of, exist anymore. It doesn't really no, because it's kind of a very working class. When working class people were allowed to have money and jobs. I got gotcha. Yeah. So and they had money to spend on buying records and laughing yeah. at them. <laughs> hey, uh, one other thing I know, and you'd probably be an expert in this because you were probably into independent records a lot in in the eighties, right? I worked in a record shop. Nice. Yeah. yeah. Th- why? And I think there may be some three parentheses explanation for the reason why this didn't happen in America. But what happened? You guys kicked ass in the 80s but with independent record labels independent records the distribution through the magazines and then here that literally barely happened and it everything that did it did happen with was some dog shit fucking uh like 83 bpm hardcore record it's something i've given a a lot of thought to and i don't really know what's really strange is that it happened i think it was just a few individuals who had this real uh, drive, some real weird... Ayn Rand hero kind of guy. Well, no, not really. Like Tony Wilson was a was a socialist, hardcore socialist. No, I just but mean it... the drive to get something done, though. Yeah, I mean, if you look, why is Manchester? Why have they? Why has Manchester produced so many amazing bands? Yeah, uh, and it's because 
of Tony Wilson, really. And he just found him. Tony Wilson was a fucking uh, local news anchor. I had no idea of that. Yeah, he was a... He was a he was a, a local news anchor on on uh, independent TV, I think wow. Granada TV in Man- in Manchester, and he just wanted to he he, he liked going out and watching bands, and uh, he decided to start you know he started managing these bands that couldn't mm-hmm. get signed to anybody, and and he just let them he literally just he was a fucking idiot. He let them do whatever they wanted. <laughs> That's why. Yeah. You know, the Happy Mondays first yeah. album was so good, and the second one was totally shit. I um, I really envy but he didn't that guy. own the, the, I he really envy this, that guy in the Happy Mondays who just got to dance. Yeah, Bez. Well, he was <laughs> Bez was the man, their manager's um, son. Right? Okay, yeah. just, they were all just petty crooks. Yeah, and heroin addicts, a fucking bunch of assholes they were. But the, the music was great. And but the, the thing with Tony Wilson was he, the Factory Records they didn't own the acts at all because he didn't agree with it so the the bands all own their own shit and maybe uh, that so might have had something to do with it possibly that's probably yeah probably yeah uh, um and then but they, of course he was because he was i mean you got to give tony wilson some artistic credit for it because he you know he brought the right bands on board but he obviously yeah. didn't know much about you know it it, it, it so, yeah, the Happy Mondays are a great band, but they're a bunch of cunts, they're thieves. Yeah. And, and, like, <laughs> I don't think so they could have existed without that, that framework either. As much as I love fucking all the songs and stuff, I don't think that they could have had the band without, you know, the empty suit Mr. Socialist guy telling them, okay, this is what you're going to do, blokes. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm i fond of Tony. I, you know, I... I don't. I can still be friends with him, even even if he's a socialist. You know, I, lo- I, I love the fact newscaster turns, but most successful record. You know, into, artistically, the most successful record uh, music guy. Yeah, of a, a generation, if not ever, because it's not just the stuff that was on at his least label. in your country it, for sure. It inspired you a be- whole. What his label did was it proved this kind of music. Rough trade, sells. right? Are we talking so, about? No, it, it was. Factory Records, I think. Oh, Factory. My bad, my bad. I knew that, too. Rough, I'm stupid. Yeah, Rough Trade was the Smiths, wasn't it? Yes, yes, it was. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which, another brilliant band. Yeah. But they, who, and the Smiths predated it, but I think what the the Tony Wilson pro- was like proof of concept, so all the other, loads of other independent labels started off, they got Radio Airplay, and, you know, like, yeah, so things like the Stone Roses, it, I don't know, were the Star Wars with Tony Wilson? Okay, I mean, they were fucking amazing, man. Yeah. I could listen to the Stone Roses all day. I like that first Crass rec- record. They did their own thing, too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, um, we're getting way off topic here. We are, so, yeah. um, so anyway. But so I mean, we were... we're not really, because what, we, what we're talking about, at this period we're talking about is the, the, the start of the Industrial Revolution, really. Right. And, uh, this, these people, they've been mining for centuries already. Literally, like dozens of centuries, possibly. Yeah, so but there wasn't the infrastructure to industrialize it, and that was all just starting to happen around that time. And actually, you're you're really helping me segue here. The idea that you could do the division of labor in which you could have a guy in Eam just making clothes, say. Yep. See where I'm getting here. Um, yep. Shipped in from shithole London, who are yep. in the middle of a plague. 
And this guy doesn't obviously know about epidemiology. He doesn't know about... I don't even think germ theory existed yet. I, I th- they kind of did, didn't they? They thought, they thought about miasmas, but they never thought it was to do with fleas. Right. And also, state. more importantly, they didn't have the conceptualization that it was a microscopic thing that you couldn't see that was fucking you up. Yeah, either plus the, the microscope not having been invented would <laughs> right that had a big part of it but i mean yeah. also it go it goes way further than this because i don't think they figured out germ theory until like the late 1800s like after the civil american civil war because yeah. um i remember reading about like victorian era um like doctors in over there they would work on a cadaver or whatever and then they would be like oh i gotta go deliver a baby let me go and then he would say oh i'll never fucking wash my hands that's where pores pores wash hands i don't fucking wash hands i wear gloves to eat motherfucker yeah yeah i mean but you know they didn't know no i know but that's my point though so anyway so uh the the taylor's assistant he gets a damp rag or a damp roll of cloth, and he goes, well, you know what I'm going to do? I, I want to be able to use salvage this. It probably cost half of my life. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so he hung it up by the fire, and that was the fatal flaw. If he had just laid it out possibly in the sun, this may not have occurred, because the sun is a much lower gradient heat than the rags, or than, than the fire, rather. And the fire encouraged the the fleas that would have died possibly probably not they probably all would have gotten it anyway but i'm just putting the fucking germ of the idea out there yeah uh, well i mean maybe if it maybe if you don't hung it up outside but the problem with that is it's always raining in derbyshire is it <laughs> yeah oh, all right <laughs> it's not as bad as, it's not as bad as manchester but it rains a lot there um, the gra- but anyway, I mean, so he he hangs up the fucking cloth. Fleas jump off. He's the first in the town dead, and his name is. Let me see. I'm glad you've got a name. No, the names because I haven't. Oh, I got. I always hold the keep the Wikipedia open when I do this. Um, George Vickers. Speaking of Vickers. Yeah. Um, it, and Vic- uh, yes. Vickers is a pretty common name in England. I don't know if it is over there. It's not. I know maybe one vicar, and it's vicar, one uh, singular. Yeah. Um. So before long, he was dead, and more began dying in the household. So he lived in the fa- in the same house as the tailor, whose name was. It doesn't say right here, but it was uh, that lady who buried her whole family. If you recall from the story. Uh, yeah. lived in the same house and she she was like a widower who had gotten the good graces to have remarried an employed man which is yeah. just so fucking long shot if you if you just think about it now i can't even like you know a, a, a widow with two kids it's hard to fucking sell that to a guy who owns a successful business well i think people were much more absent the and absent the welfare state people have to look after each other right and like she can she can look after his house and he can pay for her meals yeah you could also make the argument from the leftist perspective that it's uh absent uh you know capitalist pressures in that in that uh or at least the way it was in the real industrial era where it was women children everybody working yeah but i mean it is a bit like china where the reason the reason people flocked to the cities to work was because it was better than staying where they were Yes. Um, so basically, this is just the beginning, and this goes on for eighteen months, I believe. Uh, it went on. Yes, it's 
it went on for a long time. And but what happened? So the the sort of the big thing about him and, and going back to the church, my yeah, I'm looking the, at only that reason part I've right ev- now. The only reason I've ever heard of this is because the last church service before they closed the churches down, the vicar they gave talked a sermon about it. on it. Yeah, and uh, so what they did, uh, people started dying, and it became apparent that it was plague, and it, and so rather than the coercive authority of the state you had like the moral authority of of religion which people fervently believed in and they believed in the especially then guys yeah and uh these two opposing factions of religion came together and so and gave a they, they held like a town meeting in like the bottom of an old quarry uh outside because they said right we're not going to have any we're not going to have any worship indoors anymore worship's going to be at this outdoor amphitheater i'd say natural amphitheater but it's probably a quarry yeah most holes in they look like a fucking Um, i've been to several quarries here and yeah yeah. they look like an amphitheater so it's probably great audio (laughs) yeah and uh they they both stood they stood side by side and said look uh we've got this it's in our it's in our community is what they'd say if they were an asshole politician today. Yeah. Uh, and it's it's here and it's in London and it's probably in a few other places as well. But there's all these other villages around here and there's the city of Sheffield nearby. Oh, wait, wait. Can that. I stop you right there? It is yeah. a natural amphitheater in their own words and the name of it is called Cucklet Delph. Nice. Uh, I bet that's used for videoing dogging videos and putting them on uh, you, you porn now or whatever it is yeah. <laughs> cuckle delft 69 at, on on pornhub check them out yeah <laughs> 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 these english dogging videos are hilarious it's like these girls are like doing it for a 10 pound bag of mcat or something and the guy <laughs> I'm, assuming on, I'm, am- I'm assuming that's an amphetamine it's bath salts you guys call oh, okay okay haven't you finished yet, Charlie? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, they uh, they they said, "Look, what we need the plan to oh, we can look after each other, and when nobody's going to leave a village, and we're not going to let anybody in." And so, they actually I don't put know up how a stone. They... they put up a stone on the town lines on yeah. either side and they were not to cross it and, it, and it, the thing was I was looking at the picture of the stone and it it's it, yeah, I, I, I'm not going to show it to you because I guess I could share a screen but it's it's just a stone and there's a nice background like the way they shot it the picture of it you can see where there'd be someone standing behind it and it gave yeah. me fucking evil deja vu coronavirus of those people being like Hi, mom. I can't see you, but we're five, six feet apart, and you know this is really sad. And I'm, you know, it just it it gave me one of those fucking like brain brain blasts, like a fucking like whoa, history repeats itself, huh? Yeah, yeah. But uh, well, so they and how they how they operated was the people from neighboring villages, uh, presumably merchants, but probably. You know, church wardens. I, I, to sort of get some background for this, I looked into the, I looked into the outbreak in London and exactly what was going on there, because that's a, really the origin of this story. Yeah. And uh, they're they're sort of 
social welfare was handled by the church, and but all the clergy fucked off from London. Yeah, because the they're not going to the get the fucking plague. And they, they left the church wardens, who were basically lay people who, were, who do the gardening and stuff. Uh, but they look after the the accounts, and that's the, they're the records right. they've got are of the accounts of the different parishes. So, in presumably there was a bit of that in in Derbyshire as well, and uh, whoever it was brought food and medical supplies such as you know like lances and <laughs> <laughs> yeah vinegar by the way yeah, yeah vinegar. Yeah, I mean, they I were like vinegar. obsessed with vinegar, and vinegar is a nice cleaning agent if you for like a pet bowl or something, like a bowl for your cat or whatever. But it doesn't do shit on like fucking like you know viruses and shit. I think what what the, the advantage of vinegar is that it it do, it is and it is mildly antiseptic in that bacteria won't live in vinegar because it's too acidic. Right, and you can toss it on a minor scratch or something. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but but it's in, it's purely down to the pH, because yes, absolutely, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, the um, so they would wash the they dip the they'd have like a pot of vinegar on the stone, wouldn't they? And they put the put their coins in it, and the, right, and then the merchants would come and leave them the shit and take the coins. Uh, and uh, also, I believe that there was like a donation, like wh- like wishing well kind of thing, where they were like, "Okay, we'll just take some money, whatever you, whatever these guys coming by can spare," because yeah. they know what's going on. They yeah. know that that actually, it's kind of almost a Herculean effort on the part of the town to be like, "Okay, we're just gonna stay here until everything's over," and it's kind of a nice thing that they're not gonna be like me and fuck off and just go and even though I know coronavirus is you know what it is but you know what I mean be like me and be like I ain't fucking doing this shit so I think yeah, people were sympathetic to them you, you, people were talked into it by people they respected rather than uh, coerced into doing it right and or or, has, or not just coerced but also fear mongered into it yeah yeah. And, and just using the most worst, the the worst, most vile media outlets that I never would have believed. Like, like the two main ones are like CNN, Fox News. I, I remember one time I got into an argument with like a family member who was like, I, I was contradicting their like liberal claptrap shit. And they're like, well, you know, on Fox News. Uh, they say all this other shit. And I'm like, yeah, why would I believe what they say on Fox News? And they didn't understand that if I didn't listen to what they were talking about, that I also didn't believe in fucking Fox News. Yeah. I mean, it's it's ridiculous. It's like, oh, I mean, you, I mean, this corona outbreak thing. Yeah, go off, you, Queen. Go off, Queen. The big, The first time we became aware of it was these like zombie videos of people dropping down in the street in china frothing at the mouth it fucking seems like a fucking classic cia psyop does it not it does now uh i happened to be listening at the time to the monica perez show which i recommend to the maybe we'll get her on the show we'll 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 send her a message she back in October, November, or whenever it was, she predicted absolutely everything that's happening now. Everything, apart from the Black Lives Matter bit. Right. But and she, that's a uh, new development. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> she was saying, this is how this is going to play out. And uh, 
she's been right because uh, here's a point. How often? How many? These videos came out of China about something that China was supposedly killing doctors to keep secret, right? Right, and they were, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. Now, have you ever seen cell phone videos sneaked out of China of Uyghurs being? dragged off to concentration camps or people being dragged away for forced abortions or anything like that no but i'm sure it's happening oh yeah but have you seen the videos absolutely not there's a reason why those videos are getting to our eyes yeah how come by the way if adding on to that same question you just asked me have you seen a fucking single cell phone video in america or the uk where someone vomited blood up or fucking or any of that shit any of that those zombie videos those those videos so i mean we can see from the evidence of our own eyes that those videos were fake yeah or or something unrelated yeah and or yeah so they were misrepresented right best and they were supposedly sneaked out of china but nobody can sneak any other kind of videos out of China. Right. So, how did they get out of China? Now, and the other thing, uh, Monica Perez said, you know, if uh, if these guys were developing this super flu in a lab in Wuhan, the CIA knew about it. Oh yeah. Because they have a whole they have a whole division that's devoted to knowing exactly what's going on in China in medicine. Absolutely. And to add to that, let me just make another analogy here. Just think about the whole after if you look back at the whole um, Oklahoma City bombing, it turns out that almost every person involved in that entire thing was an FBI informant. Yeah. So if you're going to fucking tell me that something that 900 people died or whoever many fucking people in America died and they were all over it ahead of time, you don't think that an actual foreign actor is going to we're going to be all on top of that. It's fucking retarded to assume that we are not all over every last little fucking thing they're doing and approving and disapproving and mitigating and 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 uh, encouraging everything that we like and dislike, respectively. So anyway, back in October, November time, Monica Perez was saying the end game of this is contact tracing. Um, yeah, I can see that they're starting to really start. They're really starting to add that to the narrative now. Yeah, well, they're they're adding it. They they're saying that they're adding it to the operating systems, aren't they, on the phones? Yes. Now it was probably already there, but the, this oh, is yeah. what what worries me about it is you know I kind of always assumed that you can be tracked by using a smartphone. Uh, but, well, you're right about that. Uh, I wasn't too bothered about it because they're trying to keep it a secret. Yeah? Yeah. So now they're open about it. The gloves are off. If you're carrying a smartphone around, and I'm not concerned about them knowing what I'm up to, but this, is, the, this, is, my ob- <laughs> this is my objection to it. Any database of information, its very existence is dangerous, and I don't want to contribute to that. Yes. You know, like the, look at what the Nazis did in France. And Poland just using the paper God's records, work. just doing paper records from town halls. I, I know. I know. Yeah? Now, if if they've got detailed information on everybody's habits, that is a, even if even if the you know everybody in charge of us now is a saint, fine. That might not always be the case, and that information is still going to exist, and that somebody's right. going to get but their hands on it. Let's suppose that in the future, that database is there's access to it. To, let's say Donald Trump really is fucking Hitler, and let's say yeah. that after he loses the next gen- the next election, 
this is all hypothetical, of course. Yep. He decides that's it. We're going full Gestapo. That means that he has all that information under his. It's the same thing when when like oh, everyone was thrilled that Obama was was doing all these fucking executive orders, and then they were like, "What? Trump can do things? This is bullshit." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but anyway, uh, so where were we? The uh, so the people of Eden were getting fed by outsiders, right? And right, and they, they were, were doing. They were engaging in. I think they must have still been running the mines. I think there's nothing in here that says that it, they weren't. No, I guess. I mean, half the population of the village died, and it was quite a large population, really. Was it? I can give you numbers. Hang on a second. Yeah. I'll give you the numbers. Uh, it ran its course over sorry, 18 months before, but it's 14 months, and it killed at least 260 villagers with only 83 surviving out of a population of 350. Well, there you go. Uh, but okay, it, it says that their figure has been challenged on a number of occasions with alternative figures of 430 survivors from a population of about 800 being given. Still, it's about half. Actually, more, but the, the, the more, uh, more radical of the... Uh, Whichever uh, way you look at it, it's tough sledding. Yeah, it ain't great. It ain't great. Shout out um, to the woodpile for that. I think expression. it's. <laughs> um, but I was gonna say, uh, there's there's some funny things like uh, what's Elizabeth Hancock uh, was uninfected despite bearing six children and her husband in only eight days, and um, I, there's just some crazy stories. And again, it, it, you can you could you could make the argument that it's lost a folk tale and all that kind of or something. Some things have been a little bit ex, you know sexyized in order to make yeah, a well, better there, story. There were, there were a couple of like outlying farms, weren't there? Where it it took them. They were kind of the last ones to get it, and they got. Yeah, it I noticed a lot of the signs because you were you sent me a picture, um, and it's on our at uh, History Homeless Pod on Instagram. Uh, there's a photo. Did you take that photo of the sign uh, no. that had the uh, you know this place? There was the plague or whatever. I've never been to Eam. I only oh, heard you haven't. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, yeah. whatever. But anyway, there's a bunch of nice. Actually, by the way, as a sign maker, there's some very excellent sign work over there. Um, yeah. <laughs> but uh, the, like each house is like I don't even. A lot of them I think are unoccupied as domiciles, and they're kind of just like little like museums. If you know what I mean? Yes. Yeah, there's a one of the funny things that I really like is uh there's a a cottage there called Plague Cottage which was the tailor's Yeah, that's the lady place. that's the, or that's the the family that had, that uh that had the guy who hung up the 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 uh hung up the the fabric and then also it had the widow who lived and buried her whole family. Yeah, that I thought that was the um the tailor's place, but anyway, whatever. Uh, it's called, no, it is uh, that. That's the same place. Yeah. Imagine being the real estate person yeah. trying to sell Plague Cottage. So this one's called Plague Cottage. It's very yeah. nice. It's got three bedrooms. This is where the plague outbreak started. <laughs> <laughs> it, this. It, it's got a lot of... Um, what the fuck is the word when it's like a... Um, uh, like a, something you're trying to sell and it's got like a story behind it so it's worth more. It's got a lot of... Um, provenance. Uh, provenance. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I, I, I bet it adds to the value of it. I honestly does. And I also, I, like you were saying before, I'm now looking through this Wikipedia page and it seems like, like you said, it's basically a national park now. And I think, like you said, 
it's almost impossible to buy or sell any of this stuff. Yeah, well, the 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 literal the the, Derby, the whole Derbyshire Dales is literally a national park. It's called yeah. the Derbyshire yeah, yeah, Dales yeah, yeah, National yeah. Park. Uh, and uh, I mean, it's a beautiful part of the country. It's, I agree, and also again, but listeners- you're, like, you're talking about the craftsmanship there. The nearest big city, so that like the the metals trade in England, and so in the Empire, was centered in Sheffield, which is the nearest city to there. Right, and I mean like parts of all Sheffields now, parts of what's now Sheffield are in Yorkshire, and parts of them are in Derbyshire. Uh, Derbyshire, but it's it's considered a Yorkshire town, uh, and the uh, so that that's still just hanging on to some kind of you know crafts industries you know high tech and uh, metal based industries still st- right. some s- steel mills there and it would you know they made the highest quality s- stainless steel in the world before anybody else and the na- the latest um, enterprise to go there is uh, thanks to the military industrial complex Sheffield has got a factory for making the control edges for Boeing wings Nice. Yeah, which is the that's like the most technical part of an aircraft, isn't it? So yeah, it is actually. You know, it's still got its reputation as the place where the best the stuff industrial gets made. town. Yeah, uh, uh, but it, Sheffield was always like quality. You know, it's called Sheffield Silver. Yeah, and Sheffield actually, Steel. No, what? No shit. I actually have a comp. There's a. It isn't from Sheffield, but there's a supplier at my company called Sheffield Silver, where we where we get silver, uh, stainless, not stainless, fucking sterling silver, like um, pute, like bowls and shit, and tankards and shit. We were talking about tankards earlier. It's, it's got its own hallmark as well, isn't it? Sheffield Silver. Yeah, well, it's not yeah. from Sheffield though. It's from Massachusetts, I believe. But it's oh, right. it, they stole the moniker though. Yeah, right. Okay. <laughs> right, yeah, it's. Uh, it's a great town. So Jeff- another curious thing about this is that the town, the unofficial town gravedigger, survived the entire ordeal despite handling many infected bodies. Well, yeah, the, this. Uh, I, That's just crazy. I, mean, I, I suppose don't, I don't have much to I say about please it. Please know when somebody's when when their victim is dead, don't they? Okay, you have a point there. Out. Yeah. And probably a lot of people mess with the body before the guy that buried it. And the yeah, I, there's also a mild chance though that he gets like the bubo oh. glue, the glue, glue, like goop on him though, and like touches his face yeah. or whatever. I don't. Is it transmitted by the goop though? I'm under the impression that it was, but I could be wrong. And it's been a long time since I've looked into this kind of stuff. I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure. Um, I'm pre- I'm pretty sure you could get you know a hooker to lick your plague goop off you for about <laughs> thirty quid. <laughs> What's that in American? <laughs> it's about well, thirty pounds, so it's probably about forty bucks. Yeah, all right, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, okay, well, hang on, hang on, hang on. Because you know the the ones that will do that kind of thing aren't expensive. They're not commanding a high price for anything. No, God, no. It's the kind of guy, chicks in those fucking um, those fucking dogging videos you were talking about before. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, okay, one thing I wanted to say is that always we have to have a very sour little twist at the end here because it says here that. The vast majority of former gravestones of the plague victims have been pulled up to floor houses and barns in the yeah. 1800s. Well, you know, that's life goes on, buddy. 
Life goes on. I know, especially in a little ass country like yours. Like my house that I live in. Yeah. Obviously, it's my house. I live in it. Uh, you know, I'm not one of you, your people who owns loads of houses that they don't live in. <laughs> <laughs> I so, rent houses, William. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, the, there's a beam uh, in the living room downstairs that's holding up the floor above it. And it is approximately 10 times bigger than it needs to be because it's a piece of reclaimed timber. Now, this house ah. was built sometime before the 1820s, probably probably 17th, maybe 16th century. But there's no records of it until... But it, the first record of it is of it being left by in somebody's will. Right. So um, it could have been some kind of fucking um, like 16 or 17th century homesteader kind of guy who just surreptitiously built himself a little fucking piece of land on some some guy who didn't give a shit. Yeah, well, I mean, the develop the development of this this place was originally two workmen's cottages with a with a slaughterhouse attached on one end of it, Uh, and the 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 sort of development of this area is around the time of again it's linked to the industrial revolution of the canals being built and this we have a like a, a broad canal it's actually a diversion of the river lots Air. of chicks go swimming in it no <laughs> but it's uh, it's and, and it's been used for sort of heavy commercial traffic until very recently mm-hmm. uh, and i always thought it was a one of the newer ones but it's uh, I think I told you this before that I did a little research on it, and it was actually opened in uh, 1699. Wow! So that will have been about when the the shit was going on. Yeah, yeah because there was a big. This whole area was was mar- the whole like the east of England was was pretty marshy, all, yes. all the way from like uh, kind of Selby down to Cambridge, which is a big area. And this Dutch guy called Cornelius Vermoyden came over and had this. I mean, do you think that the scale of the engineering products? In those wait, wait, what's his name? That's an awesome British name, by the way. It's Dutch, Cornelius uh, Vermoyden. Cornelius is such an awesome name, though. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's still there's lots of Dutchmen called Cornelius. Uh, Glad to hear that. He came over here and had this concept. He had the idea of why don't we drain all this land, the whole sort of east of England. Right. And and he diverted rivers and built dike systems that are still working today. And if you see a windmill around here, whoa, it's not whoa, a mill. Whoa, 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 whoa. They're called lady faggots. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and it is still it's still in operation today. So like the, the, the land is lower than the rivers around here. Uh in a lot of places. Nice. And and uh that's Which presents this- an issue, by the way. It does, yeah. 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 Uh, and anyway, they, this guy invented that. But the, what's always blown my mind about it is that, you know, we're talking a time around this sort of plague thing where everything's absolutely shit. And this guy comes over with the idea of a project of mind-boggling scale, which probably couldn't be done now. They would say no, that's impossible. No, there would be too much fucking cronyism, I would think. Yeah. Like, uh, just for instance, remember that you've obviously heard of the Big Dig, correct? Uh, I have, but I, can't, I don't know what it is. It's a boss. It, it was a big public works project in Boston. 
and you know, on paper, it doesn't sound like that big of an issue. It's literally like, okay, let's get rid of this one highway and we'll just build a new tunnel. Right. It took 10 fucking years. It went billions of dollars over budget yeah, and it killed four people because they did it wrong. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And this was right. in 2000. <laughs> yeah. Well, they, um, I will have heard about that on my visit to Boston. Yeah, you probably would have. I heard about you deliberately having low bridges, so the buses from the places where people... That's New York. Need buses. I thought it was in Boston as well, the no, low bridges. No, They know not to come into the right the, the neighborhoods <laughs> in, this, in this town, buddy. <laughs> so, yeah, the, so this guy... And I'd like, just like to have a dig at Bob Geldof here, because when I was, when I was coming up, there was a big media... And this just shows you, as you learn more, as you get older, you realize that you've been being fucking bullshitted to your whole life I, there was a big after that live aid abomination yeah. i'm a big fan it. of that song about i don't like mondays so uh, i i hope you're not going to break my heart here no the guys are, i mean i I'm don't kidding. know if it was well a joke. Or not, but these <laughs> this whole foreign aid thing all these, like the farmers in these countries that get droughts and famines and whatnot yeah. They're barely hanging on, and when when they have a bad year, the prices go up, and that's how they survive to the next year. So, oh, what what's going to help that? Oh, I know. Let's just dump unlimited food on the market and make it free. So the farmers yeah. all, even if it's good weather next year, they're fucked. It's just uh, not to mention, and I think this has been said hundreds of places. I I think Lou Rockwell had a really good expose on this, by the way, but. Uh, um, basically almost the vast, it's like all of the, the cash that goes over to these foreign aid things, all of it goes to the despot. Yeah, absolutely. But anyway, my, my point about Bob Geldof, what, uh, oh, yeah, go it, on, go on. it's sorry, not sorry. really a dig, it's not really a dig at him. It's a dig at the media who said, um, even though I do think he's a prick, but they, they, uh, <laughs> he was knighted for services to being a nice person or something like that. So he's Sir, he's Sir Bob Geldof is how he's now styled. Yeah. And it was he was the first foreigner ever to be knighted. Sir Bob? Sir Bob, yeah. <laughs> and that was the, the whole media thing was, this is the first foreigner to be knighted. I'm like, oh, okay. And I saw that. I was like, then I moved to this area. I'm like, hmm, Dutchman, 17th century, Sir Cornelius Vermeuden. Hmm. How did that happen? Well, I thought that Bob Geldof was the first foreigner, but they fucking... They they knighted this Dutchman hundreds of years ago. So wait, they just fucking lied. They just they didn't know about it. I was like, oh, we've never heard of it. Holy shit! Yeah, it's just total fucking horseman. I know it's only a small point, but like, they'll just say they've heard somebody else say it, so they say it. You know, that's all how it works, isn't it? It's Chinese whispers. How Sorry. hard would it be? A- Asian whispers. Asian American whispering. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh. <laughs> um, no, but I, it would be so much. It would still be a big accomplishment for him to be the second ever foreigner to ever be knighted. Yeah. I mean, if they're going to say, you say, say the first since Cornelius Bermuda, in, if that Not is that even the, knows the last it, one it is, that was, but... yeah. Because, uh, you know, for a Dutchman to, to, be, to be knighted at that time period when we're still regularly having wars with the, with the Netherlands. Right, right. It's pretty impressive. I'm but so understand we though were, he was we like an entrepreneur of, though, and he wasn't like a he wasn't like a foreign dignitary or anything. I don't really know about. It. In fact, we should cover that in a future episode because it's we really will. Fu- it's a fucking impressive thing, and I'd like to know more about it. I only know a little bit. Um, 
So yeah, where were we on the plague thing? Oh, I mean, I guess we pretty much we got most of the deets, other than there's a lot of. I mean, this is another thing I really admire about your country, is that like they just get right on writing poems and songs about yeah. shit like right away. <laughs> yeah, well, it's sort of. Uh, I think it's just because it's an older time, and you've got um, your. Uh, you know, you've got Woody Guthrie and Bob Dylan and stuff like that, and you know your blues men and so forth. Yeah, but I think that. But the, that's they, sort of more of a modern. A lot of that, like, look, I I I like Woody Guthrie. I'm not a big Bob Dylan fan, but I think a, a lot of the thing, a popular music at least in America, is largely centrally, centrally planned. If you know what I mean. Yeah. And I, I don't think that that gives enough. Like, there are definitely like standouts because I think honestly the the biggest, like the true folk, not it's not even folk, it's country, but the true like gets the essence of the country are people like Roger Miller and George Jones who had a career, but it was fraught with like, with just never real mainstream success and it was only really through reputation of being good that they ever made anything of themselves yeah you know what i mean i, mean, I hate what the what the music industry does i mean I'm, i don't i don't consume music anymore because i don't I really when, either when they when it went to downloads i'm like i'm not playing a download music and i can't be bothered well and in my country it. you can get away with it not yeah well you can do here as well but i can't be bothered with it mm. you know and I used to like to go to the record shop and buy a record and a C90 tape and record the record onto one side of the C90 tape. And then, you know, it was, it, I mean, I have fucking hell, I'm an old boomer and all that, but like, <laughs> not a I'm boomer, not, Gen X, it's cool. But like, I, they, so I don't listen to radio spe- at all. I hate radio. Yeah. Uh, well, I love radio. That's why I can't listen to it. Because yeah, <laughs> I could, it used to be good. Okay, because yeah. it's not radio. What we thought it was, it, it's garbage. And uh, they, but they they play it at work. And Jesus Christ, you know, I, I can't imagine s- what they're listening to over there. It's awful. Uh, and I, I at least a, a have the option. Is, the worst thing, the worst thing is like this sort of Euro trash EDM with vocals on it. Yeah, I know. Oh. I can't. I can't get into it. I don't mind it. I mean, like, it's not a matter of getting into it. I don't mind it as long as there's no vocals. Some of the non-vocal stuff is actually pretty good. But um, the, all every record, there's a radio station they put on, every record is like a EDM track with some fucking bitch bellyaching about a, Do something. you think you're better off That kind alone. of shit. Yeah. yeah. Right. And that kind of, yeah. Yes, <laughs> actually. I do think I'm better off alone. Fuck off! <laughs> oh lordy! Yeah, honestly, I'm I'm actually very blessed. I live in a college town, yeah, Boston, and so I get to listen to the college radio station. So I do get a little bit of something else, yeah. and also, furthermore, they during the day they primarily just play. Um, you know, uh, the fuck Baroque. And I'm like, right. okay, I can listen to this. Yeah. I can toss on some Baroque and drive. It's fine. But but I, I was uh, so doing my job. I can achieve like a Zen trance-like state where I, I, I don't remember doing anything for the last hour and a half. You're a better man than me. I, I, I fucking I, dread every last second of it. Yeah. So um, 
I was they, they had a, a not so bad the the radio station they play that's not so bad plays like eighties and nineties hits, and you can mm. see that some of them are good, and uh, but you can see the the track that really got me thinking about this was the Pet Shop Boys with that Tammy Wynette cover that they did. Right? <laughs> oh, now, that's bad. I like the Pet Shop Boys, but that cover's bad. No. Dude, it made me realize how much I hate the Pet Shop Boys. I never really liked them. <laughs> but, like, that, you know, the guy, Neil Tennant or whatever, he was the editor of Smash Hits magazine. Right? Yeah, yeah, So yeah, he's yeah. basically, it's the most He's an ultra cynical, hipster. It's the most cynical marketing exercise. And it dawned on me, what it is, the music you don't like is the music where the artist hates their audience. The audience. Has absolute contempt for their audience, and it's dripping from the Pet Shop Boys. He hates you if you like it. I think what it is is that he was, because he was plugged in and uh, to the the hip scene, he was like, oh, I can, I can grift. Yeah. I can grift. I can get some hit records if I do this something in this very style that other bands like Tears for Fears very successfully and artfully... Um, uh, so I'm sorry if I offended you by saying that Tears for Fears is good, but um, successfully did, and I'm just going to do it from a methodical, scientific perspective in which yeah. I'm going to take extract money from them. I don't object to Tears for Fears. I don't like it, but I don't object to it because it doesn't drip with hatred for its audience. Yeah, uh, it's kind of ge- semi-genuine. Yeah. I mean, I think they thought it was good. I don't think, I don't think the Pet Shop Boys thought the Pet Shop Boys were good. I think they thought it was just swill. I think I fell for the meme because I'm not yeah. uh, I'm not uh, as immersed. Yeah, well, I mean, it was just a thought that occurred to me the other night, and uh, there's so much music like that. But and like, like I'm saying, some of the EDM stuff, especially the stuff that doesn't have a vocal on it, is actually you can tell the people who made cut this track thought it was great. I can and give you an absolute are. fucking reason why. Why? They're rolling face on ecstasy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. A lot of it is is. I mean, like, I hate I, I hate drugs, and especially hate ecstasy because every time I've had it, I get an awful taste in my mouth for the whole. For as soon as I, the pill goes, no arguments system. here. It's because you're the, eating you're eating heroin and coke. Yeah, and it's 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 <laughs> fucking awful, and you feel. I don't I don't get a, a come down. I don't think I ever get particularly high either, but like you know, you, but if I'm gonna be, basically, sometimes you have to be in a dance club to get pussy, and if I'm gonna be in that awful shithole with sticky carpets and they have carpets in fucking dreadf- wait, they have carpets in clubs there. Yeah. Oh Jesus Christ! Vomit soaked carpets. If That's I'm gonna horrific. be horrific, that's just a fucking a logistical nightmare. Yeah. If I if. If the price of getting pussy is going out to one of these hell holes, I am going to have to be fucking rolling because I can't stand it otherwise. I'll kill somebody. <laughs> I remember... So that, um, I will not go. I remember one time um, I was with uh, the only girl I dated for a while other than my wife. Other Everything else was just me being a stag, as they say over you, over there. But, um, but one time she, I, and Marshall... Who, by the way, is coming back to the show at an undisclosed, uh, undisclosed date. I don't know when. It's really up to him. He's got a busy sketch. But um, 
one time we went to a mini golf indoor mini golf thing where they played classic rock Sirius XM, like literally the Sirius XM channel with classic rock on it. And they had like neon lights everywhere. And it was at the time I literally like had a great time while I was doing it. And then when I left and came down, finally, I was like, we must have looked like assholes. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> we were all like, like there was points where we were like, dude, you're doing so good at mini golf. And like <laughs> it sounded verbatim like that. Oh, God, I'm cringing right now just thinking about it. Yeah, I, I think doing it. Doing stuff like that in an inappropriate venue is is funny. It's like it was it was funny. Cin- it's and, cinematic, isn't it? It's like something that would happen in a in an Adam Sandler movie. <laughs> I think the guy, the fifty year old Indian man who uh, we paid at the end of it, uh, was none too happy at our presence. <laughs> you, what you really want to do for mini golf is uh, get shit faced and turn and show up in like Rodney Dangerfield golf attire. Hey everyone, I'm gonna fucking uh, have no respect. Hey, you know my doctor, Vinnie Bubats. <laughs> Call me when you're this. <laughs> anyway, uh, we're at about Phil. time. We're at about time or not? Are you satisfied with the story we told about Eam? Yeah. Well, another thing. A, a bit yeah, yeah. Of a, get off. Get everything off your chest. I did some. I did some background research to this because i mean the story of eames pretty straightforward and uh, yes it is i I, I watched a documentary about the spread of syphilis and uh Uh, didn't it come from um the engines or the savages uh from my continent well um this was what this was about and uh i wanted to ask you is is timeline an american show because this it was a timeline documentary and it had an English narrator. I've never heard of the show Timeline, but it very well maybe because I I know that they add uh, like a posh kind of British guy doing voiceover to seem classier a lot right. here. Well, it was it was a really interesting subject because there's a debate about whether whether the uh, Portuguese rapist caught it off. Uh, <laughs> Italian Spanish rapist. You're being redundant, William. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whether they call it off from raping Red Indian women, or yeah. or you know whatever, Where uh, the fuck or they are. um, or whether it already existed in Europe. Now they found in another town very local to me a the remains of a the archaeological remains of a friary. Uh, yeah, I think a. 14th century friary mm-hmm. that had 50% of the corpses they found buried there had advanced syphilis. Like brain rot syphilis. They had bro- bone lesion syphilis. Jesus. Yeah. So they had that. Now up until that point which uh, judging from the footage was in the 90s because they all had big white monitors on the computers. <laughs> uh, and they um, up to that point the only remains with those kind of bone lesions they'd ever found were of uh, native natives in the Americas. Right. Right. So, but this, so there's some, there's some doubt. Obviously, it seems like it definitely was in Europe before, and the, the, somebody else had found similar remains in a Greek, 
ancient Greek uh, settlement somewhere in I don't know Italy or somewhere. Uh, mm-hmm. I can't I can't remember where. Maybe Turkey, but wherever it was. Anatolia, perhaps. But, but this this dated back to like second century BC. Jesus. So, c- clearly, there's enough evidence to say. It looks like it was always everywhere because you've got right. You've got. I want to make a. I'm going to make a hypothesis then. Yeah. I think that it absolutely existed. It probably existed, possibly all the way back to fucking Africa times. Yeah. Um, but it may have been genetically more simpatico towards the uh, savages. Well, that was a that was a theory they expounded. But basically, you know, they have found. Lots of it, they've got more remains of Indians like that than of anything uh, than of anybody else still. Right, right. But it, there's clear evidence that it, it was everywhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, at least that you could argue. That, I mean, either that or there was something else that gives you bone lesions and holes in your skull yeah. and shit. You know, so, some this, yeah. a chemical X. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, but they're trying, and and if, they, but this documentary, guess what they tried to. So they said. Also, it was so badly written. They got they've got an interesting story there. They've got some interesting stuff. Yeah, I but almost want to watch this, but you're saying the, it sucks. The, ba- the bacteria, this, the bacteria, that, bacteria, and then and then at one point it says, and then the virus mutated. So hang on, is it bacteria or yeah, virus? Which is it, dickhead? Yeah, and then uh, but he's saying it in an English accent, so unlike me, he sounds smart. smart. Okay, <laughs> and then but they try to argue. That they they then go like to your point, they uh, without really any evidence, they said syphilis. They, they treated this as a fact that syphilis in Native American populations prior to the arrival of the uh, yes. Spaniards or whatever you want to call them, uh, all they, of the, all of all of the untamed European Euro- hordes, Europeans. Yeah, but prior to that, they all had syphilis, but it it, it was a it was simply a, a mild childhood skin disease, uh, blah, blah 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 blah, right? And then Sounds it like went, a little bit of and when the, it was when the Europeans came over, it morphed into this deadly venereal disease, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, but you've just told us that most of the skeletons with the venereal thing from before 1400 were found in the Americas. So which is it? You're telling us that there's all these cases before. You know, Europeans arrived in America, and yet you're saying it wasn't there before they arrived. Are you trying to insinuate, William, <laughs> that there was some sort of Jeffrey Epstein level conspiracy going on amongst no, they're ju- the they're just trying Americans? To, they're just trying to get, I, I guess, to get the money to make the film, they had to make it PC. Like, okay, it's an okay. interesting point, and it, I, I mean, like, it's ridiculous to blame the the the. In, Indians for it anyway because they got fucking no they, they, it was native to them essentially yeah and like it, and it's nobody got it on purpose did they <laughs> I fucking sure as shit wouldn't have uh, knowingly received well, it sorry I just but I mean the, the the like from the evidence presented by them the only rational conclusion is that yeah the, the historians are wrong it didn't come from the Americas it was always everywhere. That's the most likely scenario, but they didn't even consider that. They just said, "Well, they we they didn't give it to us, so we must have given it to them." 
Oh, and look. then she called it the Europeans. The evil were, white man yeah, ruins the everything Europeans again. The, you know, the Europeans were we, and but just like the the contradictions within it, are absolutely. But people will watch stuff like that without realizing that it's actually political, and it shouldn't be. That's the, the thing they that just, fucking blows just my eat, mind. Eat up the conclusion at the end of it. The thing that blows my mind is that it, in this, I don't, I honestly think, and, and, and you can you can argue with me if you want to about it. I think you might come to the same conclusion as me. But there was a time in the late 30s, early 40s, when the government, or not even the government, but like just some kind of, yeah, the government, fuck it. Uh, let me just say the government to, get, to give some mitigation of my fucking anti-Semitism. But, um... Uh, there, there was a certain group of people who were like, okay, we need to control this fucking narrative if we want to get the things we want to get done, done. And it's so clear, and this ties right into what's going on right now, is that everything is a fucking filtered through... Essentially, I, I again, my wife gets pissed off that I talk about the CIA so much, but it, it's so clearly they've got a big fucking hand in it. Well, uh, it's not... I, I think uh, I keep meaning to say a, a great topic to do would be the rise of Mussolini, because uh, we can do that not next. But I was actually yeah. going to ask you if you wanted to do Operation Paperclip next. I don't know what that is. Oh, we well just wait. It's very exciting because you know, the, the, like going back to your point, they wrote songs about Mussolini, and it really the Italian fascism was an offshoot of the progressive movement, wasn't it? One hundred fucking percent. And also, dude, Hitler was the fucking man of the year in nineteen thirty-eight. Yeah, I mean, I know uh, one of my biggest bugbears about. I mean, we live in a crypto fascist system now. Yes. Where you know, government, government, and big business work hands in hand. That's basically what absolutely what fascism is. Yeah. You know, but uh, they purposely go out of their way to to break any sort of cohesive movement that we could possibly gain any sort of like spiritual meaning from. Meanwhile, because like. Say what you want. Uh, we're not going to discuss Hitler, but as, at least in Italy, they were fucking, they were all like, we're doing this for us, guys. Yeah. We're going to get together and we're going to try to fucking, you know, we're going to, you know, maybe some of us will have to work a little harder or whatever, but we're doing it because it's for Italy or whatever. And then the thing about right now is that we have the exact same economics and none of the fucking social cohesion. In fact, they're just trying to get us to fucking rip each other's faces off. Yeah, well, the thing with, um, you know, people try to sort of like these conservative boomers like Jonah Goldberg try to get a gotcha of oh, you know, Woodrow Wilson was a big fan of Mussolini. Yeah, but that's not the point. The point is that both they Republicans had and Democrats, yeah, both Republicans and Democrats to to this day are implementing Mussolini's policies. One hundred percent, arguably. Honestly, arguably more so Republicans, because they have they created the bond between corporations and lobbyists like that. They're the ones who fucking laid the groundwork. It was just it was easy for the the Democrats to just be able to pick up that system and move on from it. Yeah, but there's no difference. It doesn't make any difference. I mean, the more you vote conservative, the more you get uh, the more you get the fascism. Uh, you know socialism as it's called now but like yeah. the the idea that what they've controlled the narrative to the point that fascism is associated with racism and because you know these fascists that we've got now 
uh, pretend they're not racist, that they're not fascist. But, like, yeah, Hitler was probably... Hitler was especially racist even by the standards of the day but all the other yeah. fascist countries weren't they were just regular I don't know. I, let me let me hold up hold you up there though just think about the average guy then though that he was probably oh. pretty racist yeah but i mean in like respectable political thought was okay as you were just yeah, saying, everybody yeah, yeah, yeah. was racist and the the yeah hitler was extra anti-semitic but everybody was anti-semitic and you know this whole race science thing was widely accepted everywhere, and Hitler was just taking it to its logical conclusion. Look now, at we- the people they hoist up in their pitard. The fucking lady who started, uh, who started, um, uh, fucking Planned Parenthood. She literally addressed like the KKK, and it's like, okay, like I don't even want to make a moral judgment about it, but it's just like fucking. It's ironic that they do that to me. Yeah, and it, and. Again, it's not a conservative, Labour, Republican versus uh, Democrat point because there's no difference. No. They, well, nothing ever goes in the direction of freedom or liberty. Yeah. It's all goes That's in the direction That's why we're restarting the of, Whig party. We're going to be Whigs. Yeah. Oh, sorry, Whig, Whigs. 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 The, it's Mussolini invented the system we all live under now. Everywhere in the world, pretty much. I mean, he was a smart guy, charismatic. I guess so. He had those pretty sick signs that say "Yes, yes, 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 yes." Yes, we can. <laughs> we can. <laughs> All right. Um, I guess that that was a nice. I I, I enjoyed our little uh, our little uh, afterburn there, but uh, but we should probably get out of here. We're at one thirty three, even though some of us getting cut out. But uh, we're at one thirty three. So, um, are, are you satisfied with our our treatment of Ian? I am. Yeah, I like how syphilis led to Mussolini. Hell yeah, dude. Well, <laughs> in my in my marriage, Mussolini led to syphilis. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, so anyway, uh, Uh If you want to send us an email with a request or a question, we will read it on the show. Uh, uh, HistoryHomos at gmail.com. Uh, follow us on Instagram and Twitter, HistoryHomosPod, at HistoryHomosPod. Later, homos. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>